Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. Jamming away is Kachuk with Bennett along the near boards. Bennett finds it to the circle for Hagen. Shot top shelf. He scores. Carter for Hagen. Top shelf. And the Panthers win in overtime. The Panthers stun the Bruins in Boston. And the Panthers are moving on to round two. Carter for Hagen. The Panthers have won in overtime. 4-3 the final. The Panthers take game seven. And they're moving on. Carter for Hagen. Who's always had the flair for the dramatic? Who wants the puck on his stick in the biggest of situations? Top shelf, and the Panthers win it. 4-3 the final in overtime. The Panthers have stunned 18,000 inside TD Garden. 4-3, the Panthers win it in seven games. The Panthers are moving on to round two. All right, two. stop it. That's enough. That's enough. Oh, yes, as heard on Florida Panthers radio, Sunday night, a night that will live in Boston sports infamy as the Bruins, the big bad Bruins, the greatest regular season in NHL history a team that everyone had already anointed the goat of hockey teams. Uh, we, are, we had already planned the duck boat parade for them. People were already picking out their snacks and beverages, their favorite spot to put their lawn chair along the route. The Bruins absolutely blew it. Up three games to one, they allow the Florida Panthers to storm back, stun the world, ruin everybody's spring, and win the series, the opening round series in the Stanley Cup playoffs, four to three. Hello, good morning. I'm not gonna be even bother asking how are you. I have a pretty good idea how you're doing right now. This is Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart on Breaking Boston. And Andy, we now are forced to ask one of many unthinkable questions right now, which is first and foremost, did you think this was possible? Even as we said, you were saying, oh, they suck right now. Like, oh, I'm, you said last week, I'm more concerned about the Bruins than the Celtics. That seems pretty valid right now. That seems, that fear seems pretty salient. They sucked. I mean, this is an all-time epic choke job. So the first question I have to ask, dude, is where does this rank in in terms, in the, in the history of all-time gag jobs and defeats? Uh, I think it's one of the worst ever. Uh, I was already involved in some uh, arguments, barguments as you call them, on Twitter last night. I think personally this is worse than the 07 Patriots because, A, it's a series. A series, you have a better chance for the better team to win. One-offs in football, one day you can get upset, happens. Oh, by the way, you got upset in the Super Bowl. You got upset in the Super Bowl when you led late in the Super Bowl. So you almost made it. You almost finished the history that you had started as an undefeated regular season football team for the Patriots. These Bruins, in my opinion, were essentially outplayed from start to finish in a seven-game series. You know I thought they were down 1-1. I didn't think they were playing good hockey. Then they recover after I had my uh, very uh, salient analysis that they sucked. They <laughs> yeah. bounced back. They got the 3-1 lead. 
and then they sucked again. Like then they pissed it away. I don't know if I can say that podcast. No, you can. Yeah, it's okay. It away. Yeah, it's okay. And just from start to finish, they were not the better team. It didn't seem like they wanted it as much. The Panthers played their style of hockey. And the Panthers played loose and free, and I understand all the analysis, the pressures on the Bruins because you are the greatest hockey team ever and you set all the regular season records, but you're also supposed to be good, right? You're supposed to be talented. You're supposed to be, what do we say all year? Last dance, veteran leadership, great coaching, great veteran leadership. Should be able to work through the ups and downs of a series if you're not playing well, and they just never found themselves. And particular to last night, Game 7, in my opinion, they were a bad hockey team. And I know they led with a minute to go. They could have very easily won this game. They they kind of righted the ship within the game, and then they just gave it away. But how many missed passes were there? Like, they they couldn't. The simple sort of, hey, I'm going to pass it from my stick with a little piece of tape on it wrapped around. See, that's where the puck's going to start. Then I'm going to slide it across the ice to you. You're going to stick your stick out. There's a little part with tape on it. You're going to hit it there and stop it and then skate off with it. I thought they that that very simple, basic task of hockey looked very difficult for them last night. And I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was pressure. But Swayman, I thought, came in and did a good enough job to win. He replaced Allmark. I thought he was good enough to win, which obviously because he had a one-goal lead with less than a minute to play in Game 7 on home ice, he was ready to win. And then they just gave it away. And to me, it's the worst loss I can remember. Now, I'm recency bias. I, I understand. But for right now, right now, the where, where I sit, having my coffee, looking back on the worst loss I can remember. Yeah, and... I, I would argue as well that it's every bit as bad as Super Bowl 42 because of the expectations, because of the matchup as well. Like the the New York Giants, it's it's the easiest comp for people to make in terms of Boston sports history because back in 15 and a half years ago, whatever that was, uh, the New York Giants just barely made it into the playoffs that year as well yep. and competed and competed with the New England Patriots in uh, the final game of the regular season where the Patriots had to go 16-0. and And the Florida Panthers competed pretty hard this year with the Bruins as well. So right from, Jump, St- right from Jump Street, we should have known this was going to be a tough matchup for them. Uh, we, Get out of here. No. Bad I, it, matchup. Okay, but they still should have won. But they, again, we're making, no excu- we're making no excuses for the Bruins. I make no, no excuses for they the Bruins. They turned the, bu- they turned the puck over time and again in their own zone. They were sloppy. They were the, the the Panthers, no matter which zone the puck was in, the Panthers skated faster and harder to the buck time and time and time again. The Panthers forechecked and backchecked harder time and time again. The passing from uh, their own zone, two line pass, everything was crisper. Everything that they did was more aggressive. Everything, like you said, was freer. They were faster. They played with a sense of urgency. You would have thought it was the Florida Panthers who came in with the greatest regular season NHL record, and it was the Bruins who didn't belong in that series. That's how mismatched things seemed as the series played out. And now, every last something, whether it's not playing Swayman in Game 5, every decision, every little miss, uh, Marshawn not being able to make that uh, breakaway with five seconds left in game five. If he puts that in, they win the series in dramatic fashion. We never have this conversation, and history looks completely different on these Bruins, and we think, ah, 
classic way for them to win. That's just the kind of season they're having. The puck is breaking their way time and again. Yeah, the, the, this, this team seems star-kissed. It's unbelievable. Now, instead, they're cursed. And I hate to say it. I really hate to say this. But the way that this series ultimately played out, Andy, I feel like now when we look back upon the Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, Andrew Marsha, uh, Brad Marsha, Andrew Marsha, Brad, when we, <laughs> when we look back upon Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, and Brad Marchand's run on the Boston Bruins, I feel like the way this series played out in this absolute blimp crash of an ending is how we're going to look upon this team because they blow it in 2013 in 17 seconds in game six against the Blackhawks 2019 game seven home ice get pushed around again by an inferior team with a backup goalie. And now once again, they blow an epic, they blow a huge lead. Um, uh, they blow an epic mismatch and it's a failure. Yeah. There's no other word than failure for this team. And I, I honestly think it was a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. I feel like they played this series not to lose rather than to win. As you said, like every Panther was more aggressive, was going into the corner. They even highlighted it last night um, on Nesson at at the end of the game and the game losing uh, battle for the puck where it was like a couple Bruins go, hey, are you going to get that? Oh, 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 you wanted me to get that? You're not going to get that? And it's like, and the Panther is just like, ah, puck, get puck, see puck, possess puck, like just a different mentality. And, you know, also give Paul Maurice credit, by the way. Now 4-0 and in uh, game sevens in his career. 4-0. So, and, oh, and now Jim Montgomery is only 10-10 and all time in the postseason. As we sort of make fun of Paul Maurice for his weird press conferences and weird pauses answering questions and funny guy nature when really he's not. I don't care about all that. He wins when it matters. When you're four and zero, that's you don't luck into that four and zero in a game seven situation in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So give him credit, give Matthew Kachuk credit for the way he played. I was also very interested to see Matthew Kachuk, who had become the villain for all Bruins fans, it seemed throughout the course of this series, and yep. like was being removed from uh, the history of Medford, Massachusetts, or whatever, and like no one wanted <laughs> ties with him. Um, Lots of hugs and and embraces in the handshake line. Like, clearly the players on the ice respected what Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers did. And quite honestly, maybe the Bruins would still be playing if they had a player like Matthew Kachuk, who who sort of changed the the energy on the ice from game to game and situationally. Um, But no, this was just, I'm still a little bit stunned. Even though I was worried it was going to happen, I thought they were so good that, and in the end, they were like they were up. They go down two, like they're up three they're two. Up. Okay, yeah. Woo, take a breath. You avoided the embarrassing, historic, ugly, as you said, legacy altering. Who just get through these few seconds and boy, we, would we can be completely all not even be considering this. If they won the game three to two, it would have been like it would have been like people often forget. I think we may have pointed this out last week, but it bears remembering. Uh, at least it was discussed in. Boston Celtic circles that they went seven games in the opening round on their way to winning the NBA finals. 
the Pierce, Allen, Garnett trio, the big three against the Atlanta Hawks. Who the hell were those Atlanta Hawks? Nobody. They certainly weren't one of the greatest teams in recent basketball memory, like the the Boston big three of 2008 was. But yeah, they went game they went game seven with them, so they got stressed and stretched as well. If the Bruins just held on last night and won three two, ah. Oh, Goalie Bob makes the right call. Monty's touches back. Swayman's there. Bergie continues. And we would have forgotten what a tough series it was. Instead now, instead now we think not only did they get upset, but we don't even think as highly of them because there was no player that played with the fire and intensity of Kachuk. Uh, there was no Ver- Verhage. There was no, uh, I forget the name of that other fellow, Ma- um, there, uh, another guy on uh, Florida. I didn't even bother learning their names. That's how, that's how, Poorly, we looked upon Florida because we all took them for granted. But we as media fans, whatever, are we really expected to consider an upset of this magnitude? I think we all coasted into the series looking at a one versus eight, a team that barely gets in versus a team looking to rewrite the record books as a seismic mismatch. And instead, now we're left talking about a seismic upset that, yes, alters legacy and history. Andy, they were 0-3 with Patrice Bergeron in the series. We learned after the game, finally, what the nature of his injury was, which we could have predicted, like, if they lose, we'll find out. We did. He was skating with a herniated disc, which is just, I I can't even imagine getting out of bed with a herniated disc, let alone playing ice hockey against a team trying to stage one of the greatest upsets of all time. And at no point was there anybody that matched Matthew Kachuk's intensity, fire, um, fortitude. There was a lot of standing around in, are you going to be the hero? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be you? Uh, I didn't think they were great with Krejci. Now, Krejci scores a great goal last night on the power play to make it 2-1. to one. They tie the game at 2-2. Two, two, and then it's 3-2 on the Bertuzzi chop misdirection uh, or redirect with 10 minutes left. How? The final five minutes. Okay, when the when the Celtics were upset last week, uh, in that in that game five at home against the Hawks, the final five minutes of the game, five minutes and 24 seconds, where they had a 13-point lead and blew it against Atlanta. Ultimately, they win the series. But remember, we were criticizing them roundly for walking the ball up the court, being sloppy with the ball, not having any killer instinct to finish the game. The final five minutes of game seven against the Panthers, and ultimately the final two minutes when they pull Bobrovsky and they score with 59 seconds left, the Bruins were just trying to kill time. They were yep. not in any way, shape, or form playing with the urgency of winning the game. They were, like you said, just trying to lose that. And that comes to me from a coach who's just sort of sitting there like, okay, let's just uh, let's just get through this. Where was someone in their ear yelling at them, reminding them of what's at stake right now and the passion and the crispness that they needed to play with there? And they were still unlucky. You know, there was a blocked shot after they pulled Bobovsky that a blocked shot that missed the it literally rebounded out and missed the open net by not much. You know, that goes in history changes. So there was definitely some unluckiness, but mm-hmm. I'm also a big believer in sort of the cliche. You create your own luck, right? Like you create your own luck opportunities. And, you know, you mentioned the legacy and certainly the way Krejci looked last night. He's done Bergeron. Mm-hmm the way he celebrated and hugged every teammate and then kind of did a little hat tip to the crowd stick. Certainly you could argue he's done. And I don't necessarily, I think the totality of their careers and what they accomplished can be looked at in one way. The thing that I think really changes after this loss is Allmark and Montgomery. 
The two people who made their historic names this season. Ulmark became the best goalie in hockey Mm -hmm. this season right up until he wasn't the best goalie on his team and right up until he should not have played as much as he did in this series and was not good. And the coach, Montgomery, I'm sorry, if you want to ride the good days of everybody calling you Midas Touch and all those things, the way your team played for seven games, the way your team gave up of the lead, that's on you. That's on your shoulders, fair or not. Like, we give you the credit for the wins, right? We give you the credit for goalie Bob's decisions throughout the year. Well, now, as the guy in the end, Jim Montgomery's sort of uh, reputation is now altered with this loss. Same for Allmark. Like, those are two guys that going into next season have questions to answer. Are they really good? Were they worthy of all the adulation and credit they got during the record setting? Or were they sort of aberrational guys that, rode the coattails of others. So I, I think that's an interesting aspect to this. Yeah, the Montour, Reinhardt, Verhage, Kachuk, these are all names that Bruins fans will have etched in stone and that will live in infamy for years to come for them as well. I had made the comp to you over the weekend when we were on discussing the NFL draft, trying to cross sports to draw a parallel. And I think it was a pretty apt one, and, and it still seems utter, utterly ludicrous to me. Imagine this fall, if there truly is an open competition between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, if we establish a pecking order, if you will, and Mac is the starter, but Bailey Zappi may get some reps. And each and every week on Fridays, we'll say, they approach Bill Belichick and ask him who the starter is going to be. And he says, you're going to have to ask QB Bill about that one, that Bill O'Brien gets to make a call before the game on Sundays as to who's going to start this week, who looked better in practice, who gives them the, the advantage, who's better in the matchup. Like that's nuts. The, the, Criticism that Jim Montgomery is going to take on the radio when you're on today, uh, all over the dials, online, in bar rooms, in rooms filled with the tears of grown adult men and beyond, the Bruins fans that I feel so badly for because I think they truly are the most passionate, joyful, and loyal of all four Boston sports fans who focus on just one team. If I'm a Pats fan first, for those that are Bruins fans first, I feel terribly for them today because their coach didn't have the stones to put this on himself. Ah, you know, that's a goalie Bob call. Like, you get paid millions, like you said, to make that call. Make the call and stand behind it. Now, instead, you got Jeremy Swayman. You got a goalie controversy going into next season now. Allmark's legacy is completely altered. What a waste of a Vezina season that's ultimately going to be. And you got Swayman crying at his locker saying, I owed the guys one more. Like, no, guy, you you got you you let an easy one five hole in early on. Okay. And that sucked. That was a really that was a lame goal. I thought it was like the splash of Aqua Velva that he kind of needed. After that, I thought he was pretty darn good. He couldn't see that he got screened a couple times. Professional level, an assassin's screen by Kachuk on the game winner. I mean, Swayman didn't even see the puck coming at all. Like, that was just so damn good. But again, these are the things the teams that belong in the playoffs do versus things that the Bruins did that ultimately got them biased. Wow. I'm, I, I'm still, yeah. This is who they are, Andy. This is who these Bruins are. That sucked. That's all I keep thinking. Like my, that's all that goes through my head as I watch this series, as I yep. watched individual games, the losing games in the series or individual plays. That sucked, and it's amazing. All year long, all we talked about, we all we almost giggled all year long about how good the Bruins were. Right? <laughs> it's unbelievable. They just keep winning. They do this. It's like gig. Now it's the opposite. You just go. That sucked.
That yeah. sucked. Wow. That's a, they sucked. That sucked. Exactly. Uh, the quote after the game was from Jim Montgomery. You'd have to ask goalie Bob a little more in detail about that. That was in response to the question, what went into the decision to start Swayman over Allmark in game seven? I, 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 I was probably Bob should be the head coach, in my opinion. If he's going to yeah, make the it, tough decisions, then uh-huh. give him the job and the title and the recognition and the money and everything else. Yeah. So sick of goalie Bob. Not, not him personally, the idea. Nope. Yeah. What, what's his life? Don't goal? know the man's probably a nice I, man. I have no idea who uh, Bob Essenza is, but apparently he gets, he, he has the stones, he has the knowledge and he has the, the brass to be able to make the biggest decisions. I, I, we, we, we had said before you put Swayman in such a tough spot because he only played three minutes of kind of meaningless hockey when they were up big in game four, when they were coming back from sunrise, Florida up three, one, my home ice. What the hell's the advantage of home ice? If you're going to have 65 wins on the regular season, they lost three out of four games at the Boston garden. They only lost three games in a row twice all season. And now they lose three games in a row to end the season. Just unthinkable. This leaves so many questions. Krejci, yeah, he's done. Will Bergeron come back from all the hugs and the crying last night and everything else? I'm apt to think he probably won't. Does this rattle confidence in Jim Montgomery? Who's your goaltender going into next season now, now that you know that there's really no big game, no postseason clutch in Allmark? Do you go with Swayman and then give him the shot and have one of the younger guys in Providence because they've got good goaltender depth in Providence bit there? Krejci, who, uh, excuse me, now Pasta, who's starting this big, eight-year, $90 million deal, is your confidence. He's a great goal scorer, but does he have what it takes to help the team get over to the edge? What is it that this team needs to prevent a loss like this from ever happening again? Wow. Uh, the questions were supposed to be, Andy, when is the parade? Where does this team rank in terms of all-time great Boston teams, Bruins teams, NHL teams, and instead – we're left wondering, how do they fix this? Can they ever get back? And will we ever see Patrice Bergeron in a Bruins uniform again? Just absolutely tragic. Don't forget, tragic. is this the biggest gag job in the history of Boston sports? <laughs> the answer is yes. <sighs> yes, it is. Oh, God. They got kachucked. They absolutely did. And also tonight, uh, just remember game one between the Sixers, a doubtful Joel Embiid, and the Boston Celtics. Hey, hey, Patriots. Hey, Red Sox. Hey, Celtics, no big deal. No pressure. All you have to do is just relieve a grieving and mourning millions and millions deep Bruins and Boston sports fan base. I hate to say it, but as was just pointed out by uh, Sean Grandy a little while ago, for those that are thinking, hey, I'll just lean on the Celtics. They'll cheer me up. They'll fix everything. They'll go on a title run. And hey, they're playing the Sixers. There's no Joel Joel Embiid, at least tonight, if not beyond. As pointed out by uh, their play-by-play radio voice, the great Sean Grandy, uh, I quote from his Twitter, assuming Joel Embiid is out tonight in game one, it's probably worth remembering. The Celtics had some setbacks this year when the opposition was missing a key piece. Uh, Loss versus Cleveland when they didn't have Darius Garland. Loss versus Golden State with no Wiggins. Uh, Most of their, I would say over almost half of their key losses this season or just losses in general came when the team that they were playing was out their best player. So don't go coasting into this one thinking the Bruins will make me feel better uh, because as we just learned in monumental fashion, Andy, it's earned and it's not given. Yeah, I take nothing for uh, granted anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. 
Nope. No, Watch, as, care, but definitely don't assume. Don't presume, because when you do, well, <sighs> you know what happens. Yep. As Andy Hart said, the, the great poet philosopher of our sporting times, that sucked. All right. Give us a follow if you get a chance. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. We're here every morning with what you need to know, the biggest storylines, the great takeaways, hot spins, analysis, perspective, and so much more on Breaking Boston. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY, part of the Odyssey and WEEI sports radio and podcast family. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about game one between the Celtics and the Sixers. Until then, we'll be the Boston Bruins fan. We feel for you. We're awful sorry, but man, that sucked. One of the great choke jobs of all time. And now we just got to sit in it. No change in that diaper of sadness anytime soon, Andy. That'll do for Breaking Boston. We'll talk to you guys later. Go Celtics.